everyone and welcome to another episode of our Dance Matters podcast. Super excited to be bringing you our first interview today. We have the beautiful and delightful and most amazing dancer, Miss Sam Turpin, joining us today. Hi Sam. Hi, how are you? Uh, Sam is a professional dancer and a dance teacher. She completed her full-time dance training at Evan Bow and I'm super excited to have her here today. So Sam, can you give us a bit of background information on how you first started dancing? What got you into dancing? Um, well, I was three years old when I started dancing and my mum only really put me into it because my sister was doing it and I was actually really shy as a child. So she thought if I was dancing and on the stage, it would uh, give me something to do, I guess, and kind of bring out my confidence a little bit. So you yeah. started at three years of age. Yeah, what dance school did you go to? Um, I did originally start dancing at Dance Kinetic School of Performing Arts, which is in my hometown of Menai. Um, and I stayed there for all of my dance training up until I was 18 years of age. And then I actually moved on to study full-time dance at Evanbo Full-Time Dance Training Centre in southern Sydney. Okay, so what prompted you to decide to go to Evanbo? Why that full-time training? Well, Lisa Bomer and Sarah Bolter are the two directors of Evanbo, and it had actually um, always been a dream of mine because I was taught by Lisa um, when I first started dancing, um, and then she originally opened up Evanbo with Sarah. And growing up, I learned a bit more about what Sarah did and what Lisa had been doing, and they just both really inspired me. And I knew that I wanted to be under the direction of them and continue my training there. Okay, so how long did you train at Evanbo for? I did one year um, just to start in 2016 and then I actually was accepted into the Dream Dance Company's touring season of Enter the Vortex. So I did that for 2017 and then I went back and did another year of full-time training at Evanbow. Okay, so you had a whole year off doing the Dream Dance Company. How did you find that experience? I loved it. I mean, it was a little bit difficult because it was my first professional job as a dancer. So it was kind of like being thrown into the deep end, but it was the most amazing experience I could have asked for. Um, Marco Panzik, who runs it, he was an icon to me, and he's really just opened up my eyes to the dance world. And really, all the dancers that were in that show were just so inspiring and people that I'd always looked up to. So to be able to dance next to them was a dream come true. What was your favourite thing about being part of that show? Uh, Probably when we toured Australia and I realised just how much dance could bring people together. I mean, I'd always danced in Sydney and around New South Wales, but I'd never really been over to Perth and to Adelaide and up to the Gold Coast. And we even went to New Zealand. So seeing just how far um, that my love of dance could take me and how many people saw our show and just people always saying how much they loved it and how much it inspired them, it really kind of... um, like kept me going and it inspired me to want to keep dancing professionally. What was the hardest part about being part of that? The hardest part? I guess I was only 19 and so I mean I think there's a lot to learn about being away from home, being on tour and also dancing professionally. Um, It's very different to just going to dance classes but uh, yeah I don't know I guess the hardest part was just making sure that I was always Um, maturing and always trying to do and be better and yeah making sure I kept up 
<laughs> kept up with the others. So you did the two years at Evanbow and then mm-hmm. you finished full-time dance training. Yeah. What happened then? Um, then I kind of, I'd always been a contemporary dancer, but I changed paths and I um, completed a contract with Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. So I joined them as a dancer after I finished full-time. So what was the main style of dancing you were doing with them? It was almost like a Broadway jazz sort of style, I guess you could call it. Um, and then we also had like a hip-hop show. So it was very different to what I was used to. I was definitely more a contemporary ballet dancer. And then completely just did a 180 and did, yeah, like Broadway jazz and hip-hop sort of styles with them. And you did go over to um, to London to do a few auditions? Yep. Yeah, I did do that. Um, before I actually joined Royal Caribbean, I went to London for a month and I auditioned for uh, Rombert, which is a contemporary company over there. I auditioned for their youth company and a few other smaller companies around London and Scotland. How did you find that experience? It was really eye-opening for me. I do definitely want to go back and do it again. Um, for anyone that thinks of going to London dance-wise, I would definitely recommend doing it. But I only went for a month, so I definitely think you need to go for longer than that. That was probably my mistake. Um, but it was a really great experience. It was great to see what they were doing over there. Um, yeah, and I would love to go back and, and do it again and maybe try my hands at auditioning there again. I think I was a little bit young when I did it, or maybe just a little bit inexperienced. But now I kind of know what I'm getting into when I go back, which is, yeah, I'm really excited for that. Do you think there's many opportunities in Australia or you think you have, as a dancer you need to go yeah. overseas? I think there is if you find it. You definitely don't need to go overseas. Um, there's lots of people at the moment leading the way and creating their own their own opportunities and there's lots of really amazing and talented dancers in Australia and I think that, yeah, maybe we don't have as many programs for the arts or as many performance opportunities but I think if you look for it it's definitely there and I mean there's lots of people also creating their own things as well which are yeah going really well like the dream dance company Marco created that all by himself because he wanted to create opportunities for Australian dancers and yeah there's so many people doing other things as well that are creating opportunities for themselves and for others so there's stuff here but there is also a very different scene overseas as well so it depends what you're after I guess. And on the cruise ship what was the best things about being on a cruise ship and performing? Well I loved being on a cruise ship it's definitely a difficult lifestyle maybe not fit for everyone Um, but I would say it's an amazing opportunity to travel like if you love to dance if you want to be a dancer on a cruise ship I would recommend it just even to try it because you can save lots of money you can travel and see the world I mean I got to go all around the USA Canada Bahamas Bermuda um, and I got to live in Miami for six weeks which was so much fun and on top of that you get to do all of that while you're dancing so I think it's a really great opportunity um, and something that I know lots of people would really love and enjoy and what would be the biggest challenge being on a cruise ship? Biggest challenge is definitely the amount of time you're away from home for. Well, for me it was. Um, I mean, I was away nearly the entire year. So I was gone for like nine months. Um, And it's just hard because you do miss a few things at home. But it's all worth it in the end. It's definitely worth it. It's just 
it is just a long time and you do have to make sure that you keep on top of your training when you're there and stretching and stuff because sometimes if you're doing long cruises you're not always performing every day you're performing like maybe once a week so you do just really have to be self-disciplined and um, the food is also there's a lot of food on cruise ships which is good for the guests but if you're dancing or working there it can get um, really tempting so you have to make sure you keep up your fitness and eating healthily which can be hard there because they have so many delicious desserts and things. So as a dancer on a cruise ship if you are only doing a show once a week what are you doing the rest of the time? The rest of the time it's very different for everyone depends what size ship you're on if you're on a small ship a big ship I was on a uh, like a medium sized one I would say somewhere in the middle um, you get a lot of free time so you do get to do different side jobs and things. I worked in an art gallery when I wasn't dancing. Um, you do have some rules in your contract where you do just have to keep up your um, gym time. So that was part of my contract that I had to go to the gym for an hour each day, which was really good because it's not only for your physical health, but also for your mental health, like getting fit, um, releasing endorphins, things like that. And yeah, you make amazing friends. So I got to port a lot, which meant that our ship stopped in lots of different places. So I got to get off the ship and explore and go to the beaches and see all the sites and all the towns that I visited, which was really fun. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, in your career so far, I know you're only young and starting out, but have you had any setbacks or injuries? That yeah, I have had a few. And I think that every dancer will get injuries at some point. Um, it's kind of not preventable um, just because of how physically demanding dance is but I a few years ago I tore my meniscus in my left knee which is the cartilage and there's kind of two options when you do that you can either basically have surgery or not and um, I chose to not I chose to just do physiotherapy and as much rehab and strengthening as I could um, purely because that was just before I started full-time and it was kind of the peak of my dance training and I really didn't want to have to miss out on that um, when I knew that my injury wasn't as severe as they as it could be um, so I did just like self-manage myself through that um, with the help of of course doctors and physios and I really made sure that I was doing my exercises and strength work um, so I did make it through that quite well and then also I've just done a few like sprains and strains of the ankle which I think most people do at some point. I've been quite lucky, I haven't really had anything too major. So is your knee now still a weak spot or is it okay you've managed it's to... definitely still a weak spot, I do definitely still have to focus on it and make sure I pay extra love and attention to it but I mean I count myself quite lucky that I haven't had anything too bad. Um, and now I just really know how to manage it. But what I would recommend for dancers that are maybe younger um, would be to make sure that they are taking their body seriously because um, it can be easy when you're young. You don't have any any injuries yet and you don't really have any like sore spots. Like as you get older, maybe your back gets sore or your knees or whatever. Um, so when you're young, it's so easy to just not pay any attention to it. Um, I think for like dance parents or, or dancers that are young, it's a really good idea to start making sure that they're doing lots of strength work and, and stretching and things like that, as well as just dancing. 
great. Um, who has been well? Who have been the biggest influences in your dancing so far? Oh my goodness, there's so many. I have a few dance idols that I look up to just for the way that they move. Um, probably initially it was Lisa, who I mentioned before because she was my first teacher. Um, one of my big idols is Sarah Bolta because she's just such a humble person and she's also an amazing choreographer and a, an amazing dancer as well. Um, and then my friends also inspire me. So one of my friends, Mitch Winter, he's now dancing with Cirque du Soleil. He is just such a beautiful dancer who I was lucky to train with during full time. And I think that year he really pushed me and helped me to become a better dancer. Um, and he helped me to reach some of my goals, definitely. Um, my, uh, yeah, many of my friends that I dance with are mainly the people who probably inspire me a lot when I dance because I look at the things they're doing and I'm like, wow, how do you do that? And they help me or, yeah, they just inspire me to be a better dancer. Is that one of the great things with full-time? You each have your own strengths and then you can ask someone, how did you do that? Can you show me how you do yeah, that move and things? I think so. I think full-time is a really, it's a really fun thing to do but it's also a really beneficial thing to do I mean you're surrounded each and every day by people who are there because they also love to dance and um, it is like almost selective like you have to audition you have to get into a full time so the people that are there um, really want to be there and they've gone to effort to be there and they've also been chosen to be there so the directors of the school you're at see something in them as well as see something in you and yeah I think that's an amazing thing about full-time is that you get to be around people who who inspire you and and who are there for the right reasons and that can really really help you grow and it helped me like the teachers that you have there as well it's not just the students it's the teachers that you get in every day yeah they they believe in you and they really help you become who you want to be I think it's a really transformative year if you do full-time fantastic Charlie I think you have a couple of questions for Sam, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want to ask your first one? Sure. Mm. Sam? Yes. You and I are both short. Has that ever <laughs> been a challenge in your dance career? Yeah, I, I am quite short, I guess. I'm five foot three. So um, it has been a bit of a challenge, I guess, in some senses. Like, there's a few things that it, it might stop you from doing. I guess if I want to be a dancer in, like, Moulin Rouge or something, I definitely don't meet the height criteria for that I think most of those girls are about five seven or taller um but I I think if you want to do something you definitely can and where there's a will there's a way so for me um I've been lucky enough that the things that I've wanted to really do haven't had much of a height restriction um but it's the same in everything like there are other really amazing athletes and runners that might not be the tallest but I guess they just have to try harder they have to work a little bit harder maybe than the others to to make up for those things that they might not naturally be born with yeah at Dance Kinetic we have a dancer named after you how did that happen <laughs> I actually watched this DVD and this dance the other day but um it was when I think I was about 14 and we had this one lyrical piece that we did really, really well with and we were undefeated with. And I had this tiny little solo part at the end and that step was in it. And there's, um, fortunately enough, an amazing photographer captured the step in a really good way and 
um, Miss Angelique, who is also one of my idols, made it their dance kinetic profile picture, and from there, I think it just kind of stuck. <laughs> we still go to a Stedfords and I say, Charlie, make sure you practice your Sam Turpin before you go on stage. <laughs> How does it make you feel to have a move named after you? Oh, it makes me feel very, very honoured, but it also... Um, it also makes me really happy when I see you guys doing it and you could all do it even better than me now, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, yeah, it just yeah, it makes me really happy, I guess. How hard was the training at Evanby? I'm not going to lie, it was very hard. <laughs> it was really hard, but it was worth it. So there was days when I would be there from 8 o'clock to like 4.30 8 a.m. to 4.30 in the afternoon. And when you're dancing that long, you really just have to make sure that you're fueling yourself right, like eating enough food and, and drinking lots of water. Um, and, yeah, it was it was hard, but it was worth it. So we would definitely get nice and hot and sweaty. But at the end of the year, I would look back at videos from the start and see how much I've improved and then realise, like, Wow, it was it was hard, but it it made a difference. Well, that's a physically tough day, isn't it? Yeah, it's been you know oh, dancing gosh, it's that. Very draining. Yeah. <laughs> what advice do you have for a young dancer like me who wants to be as good as you? Well, I would just say to make sure that you are doing things for the right reason and and stick to stick to what you love because if you start to not enjoy it, then it's not fun, and if it's not fun then you're not going to push yourself to be better. So I think keep dancing, keep doing what you love, um, find new challenges for yourself. I know that social media is so big these days and sometimes it can be good or bad, but there is a lot of things that, um, for me, I wish I maybe had when I was a little bit younger. So you can see all these amazing things people around the world are doing and I don't want anyone to let it get them down, but I think that it's a great tool for inspiration um, and I think stick to your own path keep doing what you're doing um, but as long as you love it then keep doing it and and everything will work out in the end it will work out where you're meant to be and if it will if it makes you happy then that's all that's all that matters that's a bit of the hard thing with social media, isn't it? Some people look at um, dancers' profiles and think, oh, my gosh, they're amazing. They mm. never get anything wrong because they're only posting the good things. Yeah. But if you use it in the right way and use it as inspiration and understand that they still make mistakes and things. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so hard because there is a lot of talk these days. It's one, probably one of the biggest points of conversation that goes around about social media that people only post the best things of their life. No one's going to post... A video where they fall over or fall on their face or fall on their on their back they're they're going to post the video where they nail four turns or the photo where they look you know the best um so i think it's important that we remember that we remember that social media is always going to be the best parts of people's life um and not to not to compare yourself please never compare yourself to what you see but um yeah it is also a very good tool to see what is out there and to maybe get a better idea of of something that you might want to work towards so as long as you're using it to inspire you and not to let it get you down then I think that it can be a great tool I think that's fantastic advice thanks Sam um 
Finally, just to wrap it up, what are your goals, plans for your future dancing now? Oh, there's so many. <laughs> um, well, now I'm 22, so old, I've kind very of, old. I feel very old. <laughs> um, but there's still a little part of me that would love to join a contemporary company. I've done quite a few things on my bucket list dance-wise. Um, I've danced overseas and I've I've danced on a ship and I have danced in a company in Australia and I feel so lucky that I did get to do these things because I know there's so many people that would love to have those opportunities um, but to top it off something that I would love to work towards now um, is joining a contemporary company and I have just recently joined Ostermere Dance Theatre which is a youth contemporary company in Wollongong so I'm really excited to start that I do start next week um, and I'm looking forward to my journey with them and hopefully eventually from there I can maybe join a company overseas that would be my ultimate goal so if anyone was looking to gain contact with you where would they be best you can find me on my socials on Instagram at Sam Turpin one or I have a Facebook page also under Sam Turpin she is a beautiful dancer as well as a beautiful person thank you for coming thank in you. today Sam thanks for having me Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Dance Matters Podcast. Make sure you go and follow us on Instagram, Dance Matters Podcast, and on our Facebook page. You can also subscribe to us on Spotify now and catch all of our episodes. Thank you so much, guys. It's been great hanging with you. Bye. Bye.